Many have tried, many have failed, and she's one of them. It's Fitless with Bianca Brady. Take two. Welcome back. We had a false start. And I'm your host, Bianca Brady. This is Fitless for another week. A new vibe on this second take. (laughs) It was much gentler the first time, but... I get a little mad when I have technical difficulties because I worry that I'll never be able to figure out why. And then the computer will explode and I'll die in a fire with it. But it didn't happen that way. And I'm very excited this week because we have a returning guest. My very close friend, Sarah Maurer, is here. Hi, Sarah. Hi, Bianca. Welcome back to the show. Thanks so much for having me again. Thanks for having me again in your lovely home. No face masks this time. No, no. Well, I did already have a facial (laughs) today, so. Yeah, we're taking care of ourselves. (laughs) Yeah. Big time. Um. So last episode you were on, we did Monster Cycle, which is not like Soul Cycle. No, it's very different. Very different. Yeah. But a spinning. And excuse me, I just belched directly into the microphone. Um, this time around, we sort of chilled it out mm. and we went to this beautiful yoga studio in Chinatown called Sky Ting. Mm. And full disclosure, a woman I went to college with, Alex, is a teacher there, but we didn't have her as a teacher. But I hope to talk to her at some point for the show. But she's great and has a very beautiful Instagram about yoga. So I sort of was familiar with the place through that. Um, But how'd you get started going there? And tell me a little bit about it, because I've only been the one time. Um, well, it was originated of the class passing. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, as one does, I recognized it at some point as one of my favorite places. I'd heard a lot about it. Um, the At the point that I started going there, there was already quite a culture about it around me. Like, everyone was like talking about going there and you know they sold outdoor voices active where it's it was it was already like a thing and I wanted to go Mm -hmm. um and honestly I feel that it is the most informative yoga class I've ever taken like I learn a lot when I go there and I did probably like eight years of yoga to the people and no shade to yoga to the people because it's great, but I never really learned anything. What do you mean by like, what, give me an example. Uh, well, they touch you, mm-hmm. which is great. That didn't happen in our class. It was very crowded. It was, I've never seen a class like that there ever. It was seven thirty at night. So maybe that has something to do with it. We were thinking. Yes. But it was, like, kind of insane, actually. Like, I thought it was a little too much. Yeah, it was It was crowded. I've been in classes there where there's, like, four people. That must be nice. It is really nice. Because the room is beautiful. Beautiful. And you can see the bridge. Oh, well, I didn't see anything. It was, it was next nighttime. <laughs> out the window. We were next to the window. Oh and it's the, the view of the Manhattan Bridge. But anyway... Um, they touch you. They touch you. And 
they give, I've taken a lot of Katona classes there, Mm -hmm. which are my favorite. They're incredibly painful and it's like a lot of joint work. And they give you a lot of like very specific instruction. And I don't know, I feel like the way they correct you and adjust you actually like helps my practice uh-huh. uh, more than just like sloppy vinyasa. Right. Like flopping around like a wet fish. Yeah. <laughs> That's how I felt a little bit. But yeah, I mean, I was freaking out because I was like running late, which does not happen to me very often. Um, so I, um, I got there at like 7.29 and, you know, slid into the room. So you go in and I signed in, whatever. You go up this little set of stairs and it's just a beautiful open room with a skylight and windows along two of the walls. And the lights were low and I just sort of like slid into the mat that you saved for me. like a, Which was right in front of the door. Yeah, like I was sliding into first base. I was like, woo, made it safe. Um, And then it just began right away. Mm. Um, But actually, so that was last night at 730. And then this morning, I woke up and went to a yoga at my gym at 1030. And it's kind of amazing, like you say, where this one became your favorite. They're so different. Like, the yoga at my gym is good, but, God, the one last night was so much better. It was just, like, well, we started with, like, a lot of blanket. Yeah. And breathing. Yeah, there was a lot of folding with the blanket. Um, Very specific. I think I fucked that up, like, every time. Um, But... We were really, like, enveloping ourselves in, like, little yeah, smushes. Yeah, like, folding the blanket into many folds and then lying on our stomachs with the blanket um, pressed into our uh, diaphragm. Yeah, to, for digestive health. Sure, yeah, and, like, to really feel yourself breathing, mm. which I think is helpful. Oftentimes... Because my mom has started doing yoga and oftentimes she'll be like, I mean, I don't know. I just have no idea if I'm doing it right. And I felt that way a little bit. I always feel that way. But I think probably because it was so many people in the class. But I really liked the way it started with like a kind of full, fast, breathing, moving thing. What what would you just how would you describe that? What we did first, where like you She gave us like a sequence that was like pretty uncomplicated, but it was like very breath oriented and there was a lot of like going up into like a sun salutation type thing where mm-hmm. you're like lifting your body and I feel like it really kind of forced you to like start waking up in mm-hmm. a really nice way, but it was like there were moments where you were back in a fold. So then you would like rest again. Yeah. Like it geared you up like very gently. Mm-hmm. Appropriate for 7.30 p.m. Yeah. And there was a lot of talk about like, you know, leaving the day and, you know, taking your attention to the to your body. And I forget how she put it exactly, but she'd say like, 
you know, having a physical awareness practice. It's like the simplest thing, but we forget to do it and come back to your physical body and yada, yada, yada. And I don't know. I always feel a little bit um, skeptical no matter what. Like if I'm in a, a lead situation, like whether it be a class or a not just with exercise, but with anything where somebody's kind of like vaguely dogmatic about what they're doing. I think it works for me in yoga because it does feel really good, but there's a part in the back of my mind always where I'm like, come on, like get over yourself. <laughs> Do you ever have that? Yes. Um, I think we discussed this the other night. You said public displays of earnestness. Yeah. I would put this in that Yeah, I don't category. like it. Uh, I've, like, I do get that, but I've also, like, been in situations, like a meditation class where I totally bought into it. Right. Um, I think it just depends on the person and also my mood. Yeah. Sometimes I'm willing to be like convinced. Yeah. And I'm also like, you know, as any good white girl, I'm, you know, (laughs) picking and choosing the parts of spirituality that work for me. Yeah. Uh, And I'm, I feel like it works for me when I want it to, but then I don't feel any allegiance to it. Yeah, I know. I think also it, for me, it feels a little bit like, sad or I get a little bit melancholy because I always assume that if I could buy into it more frequently and more fully, then I would just have a better life full stop overall. Like it's so easy to be like, to eat one salad and be like, I'm going to eat salad every day for lunch and then I'll feel great. Or like, go to yoga and be like, I'm going to do this five times a week and change my life. And I don't know. I just can't figure out like what the right mindset is. Like, is it better to just go and try your best to follow along? Or is it better to like remain skeptical about everything? I don't know. I think it's okay to remain skeptical. I think it's I think it's important that there be a balance like mm-hmm. in anything and I don't I don't think that like buying into it 100% if that doesn't feel right is a good thing to do. Like I don't think you should go against your mind and I think you are a naturally inquisitive person. And so when you get presented with something that's like a fact, you're like, "Well, really? Is that a fact?" Yeah. And I don't I don't think that's like a bad thing at all. Yeah. I think that's called growth a lot of the time. (laughs) Yeah, you might be right. But this yoga class was very satisfying physically. (sighs) It was fast, but then sometimes not. Um, And it was inspiring, I think, to be in such a crowded room with that pace because I felt like I did feel the energy of everyone else kind of like carrying me along whereas my yoga this morning at the gym like 
there was a part of it where it's like, okay, now everybody bring your mat to the side wall and we're going to try like this inversion style thing. And it's just, the class is called alignment and flow. And I much prefer like moving the whole time. I hate like having to set up a block and like the folding of the blanket last night. It was good because she just kind of like didn't allow for any lag where like people were figuring it out. No, she didn't give anyone like time. No. She, she was, was like, like, this is what we're doing. Yeah. Um, and we lied down that blanket so many times. Yeah. And she would be like, this, this is a seven or eight on the discomfort scale. It should be. Yeah. That was really interesting. I wasn't sure how comfortable, like, I wasn't sure how painful it was supposed to be. The, the thing at the end was really painful where we tucked the blanket between our thighs and our calves and you're sitting on it. Yeah, like sitting on your knees basically, but with a big bulging blanket in the crook of your knee. Yeah, like I felt like I couldn't walk after that a little <laughs> bit. Um, I also felt insecure because I was next to you and I was like, I always make a lot of really like enthusiastic yoga sounds, but I didn't want you to be weirded out by my Me too. sounds. I wasn't. Okay, cool. I appreciated them. Okay. I made some sounds. <laughs> yeah, no, you did. But before I was thinking, like before you got there, I was like, okay, like don't make any like crazy sounds <laughs> because Bianca will be uncomfortable about it. What about me would make you think that I, don't know, I would be uncomfortable? I'm embarrassed about my yoga sounds. Like <laughs> I go to yoga alone and I make the sounds that I want because I don't care what the other people think. But then you're my friend, so I don't want you to be like, wow, she really gets into it, you know? No, it was great. And I appreciate it because I, like, I've been in exercise class situations where I've made a lot of sounds and been like, why is nobody else emoting in this way? It's, like, so hard. And I did make a couple of, like, ugh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and no. like, oof. I did that. I, the the blowing through your lips thing. Yeah. Yeah. The blowing through your lips thing. Um, there were a couple times where I had no idea what was going on. And there was a man next to me with no shirt on, which I don't dislike, but I also don't like that much. Cause I think also it's like I can't imagine being in like a public place with no shirt on. It's totally weird. It's totally weird. And they sweat so much. They do. And it's like your whole chest is like watery. Ew. And it's weird, you know, because we have clothes to sop up our water. So yeah. that's just kind of gross. Yeah. Yeah. What else about the class do you like? I, I like the way it's hard in really specific moments, like they put you in a position that's like doable until it's like absolutely not doable. I think it's challenging in the right way mentally for me because sometimes like in a hot yoga or whatever, like I get so confused. The thing about sky ting is I'm always able to focus and like stay with it. And so even if I can't get all the way with the pose, I don't feel like I've lost track of what we're doing. Yeah, yeah. I agree. And there was one moment where we were in a plank on our forearms. Oh my God. And 
it was so hard. Um, and she was pushing it. And then at one point she just said five, like as if she was about to count down, <laughs> which I thought she was. And then she was like, isn't that amazing how just saying that like changed your That was kind attention. of mean, man. That was it kind was. of sadistic. I was like, oh, okay. You're like controlling a room of people. Cool, cool, cool. Before you got to the class, everyone was like, so I guess I feel like half that class knew each other, by the way, because it was like social hour in like the lunchroom before you got there. Like everyone was like chatting in the corners and they were all like huddled up. But then she was looking for straps. She wanted us to all use straps. And so, but she didn't know if there were enough. She goes, does anyone work here? And then like one girl who worked there was like, oh yeah, we don't have enough straps, but I was like, wait, don't you work here? <laughs> but maybe she was just a guest teacher. I'm not sure. Have you not had her before? No, I haven't. But I never take night classes. Right. And also every single class is different. I've never had two classes at the studio in, from even from the same teacher that were the same. They never do that, which is also a cool thing. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, she said something about that she'd been teaching yoga for 15 years. Yeah. And I, during the class, and I didn't even, I thought she was like 22. Like, did you start teaching yoga when you were 15? Yeah. She was good, though. Yeah, no, she was really good. She had a powerful energy, though. She seemed like, yeah, she, I, it was very easy to listen to her. She had a strong suggestion vibe where I was like I have to do what you say she also made me feel like I could push myself yeah. like I didn't feel like it was an option to be like because I never hesitate to just go into a child's pose and yeah, like opt out but I didn't feel like that was like yeah. a thing with her I was like okay I have to keep going yeah that's what she and says. it went by fast it was an hour and a half e is it an hour and 15 I don't know something like that Went by fast. Yeah. Yoga at the gym does not go by fast. Uh, just as a point of comparison. Yeah. But, yeah, I don't know. I liked it. I think it's, like, very stylish, beautiful yoga. It's so stylish. For your beautiful, stylish lifestyle. There's also a Tribeca studio that's even more stylish. It's a little too stylish. It's so pretty. Um, I... I, I mean, same with Monster. I love, hate fashion and fitness culture. And it makes me feel like I'm like out and doing something when I go there because I'm like, look at all these beautiful people. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Lifestyling. Yeah. Very lifestyle. So what has been inspiring to you in, since we last recorded for keeping up with fitness? In general. Mm, I feel like since we last recorded, mm -hmm. I've kind of, I don't want to say I've like been slacking because that's negative, but I've definitely like given myself a little more leeway about like when I work out, if I work out. Um, and like just in general, actually trying to be more moderate about body things. And it's it's been good because when I work out, like, I know I really want to. Um, like, the other night, I came home, and I was, like, I planned to go to the gym, and I was, like, I'm not going to have fun at the gym. I'm going to hate being there, so I'm not going to do it, and that was really nice. Um, I've been trying to, like, 
make healthy and unhealthy choices mm-hmm. in quotations and like equally respect both of them. Give yourself. Yeah. Just let yourself live. Yeah. I love that. But yeah. I don't know. I'm, I recently was laid off from one of my jobs. Um, so I'm going to be working less. And it makes me really anxious. Um, But I do have that gym membership now. So I feel like my goal is to use that as like an outlet for anxiety about being less fully employed. And to maintain some structure uh, during the downtime, such as it is. It's really only a few days a week of downtime, but it's more than I usually have. So that's why I went to yoga again this morning at the gym. And I got to tell you, I mean, yoga is really hard, number one. Number two, I'm in pain. I'm so sore. You were walking in the diner like an (laughs) old lady. (laughs) I twisted and turned and stretched because there, there's because also my shoulders get really tight and I sleep on my shoulders weird. And we did a lot of like twisting and stretching of that. It feels so good, but I don't know. I don't understand like fitness people who work out every day, like go to the gym and lift. Are they just in pain all the time? Like, does it stop? I don't understand. I feel like. I I had this trainer lady once and she was so strict and intense and she was like a female bodybuilder. She was so, it was like, looked really good on her. She was (laughs) sexy, but she was like, oh, well there's always like some amount of soreness. So like what I got from her is that she was always recovering, which to me seems insane. Yeah. And also like, how do you keep training then? Like, if, if like for an event or something, whatever they do, like a meet, I don't, know, I don't even know if that's the right word, a but pageant. like a, <laughs> a muscle pageant. Yeah. But then like, you're just like training and training and training and you're in so much pain. And when you're not working out, you like can't walk. Is that? I know. Like how much Advil do you have to buy per week? It's crazy. I can't imagine that would ever stop. Yeah. I don't know. I don't think you could get to a place of being like fit where there would be no pain. But they don't walk around like an old lady like me. Maybe they're just not as dramatic about it. Well, I mean, I think lifting and yoga are pretty different in terms of the pain they cause. Yeah. Yeah, although when I've done some lifting sessions, I'm sore in like a different spot. Yeah. But it's the same. I don't know. I really don't know anymore. I don't know what the right answer is. I guess I never did, Sarah. (laughs) I I just, I get really pissed off lately when people try to make these like declarative statements about what's good to do in your life and what's not. Probably because it's so triggering for me. But like my coworker has recently decided to go gluten-free, which is fine. But like for me, I'm just like, why does everyone need to make a rule? Right. About what they're going to do. I mean, 
I've done that a thousand times over. But can it just be like, can't we just take things like one step at a time? Like, why does it have to be like a commitment to this one thing so hard and fast? Yeah, I think, I don't know. I think a lot of people are more successful when they make like hard rules or strict omissions with their diet. Like, I'm not going to eat chocolate anymore or I'm not going to have dessert again or I'm not going to drink soda. I just know that, like we were talking about it last night, like I don't think I could ever be a vegetarian. Right. Because in high school, um, I was like, one afternoon I was like, I think I'll be a vegetarian starting now. And then... (laughs) My high school is like a bunch of different buildings and there was the dining hall and then attached to the dining hall was this big room called the Megaron where you could eat lunch if you were a junior or a senior. (laughs) It was like, you know. Megaron? The Megaron. Yeah. It's a Greek word. It means like meeting place or something. So it was this big brick room, like open room with these huge windows and a stage. And there was a big table on the stage where teachers would eat and round tables. And it was like a privilege of being an upperclassman that you could eat lunch in the, in the Megaron. So it was after school and I just like turned a corner and walked into the Megaron and there was a bunch of free pizza there (laughs) with Buffalo chicken (laughs) topping And I just thought to myself, like, I had this great moment of clarity where I was like, as long as there's free buffalo chicken pizza in the Megaron, I'm never going to be a vegetarian. (laughs) And I still feel that way. Like, if, I mean, I think it's cool to, like, have rules about, like, decisions that you make for yourself or healthy choices. But, like, how can you ever opt out of, like, a free buffalo chicken pizza i just don't understand that brain style well there's always that thing like the calories don't count if it's free they don't people say (laughs) that you know that's why like when there's like a cupcake party at an office people go like hog wild (laughs) because they're like i didn't pay for this cupcake it doesn't count give it to me now you know yeah one time have you ever The most, the dumbest cupcakes in New York. Let's talk about it. Number one dumbest cupcakes baked by Melissa. Ew. Mini cupcakes. Ew. I hate them. (laughs) I hate everything about them. I hate their graphic design. I hate the font of Baked by Melissa. The font of Baked by Melissa is so bad. And the cupcakes are tiny. It's like, you know those mini muffins in a bag? Oh, I loved those. Yeah. They're mushy. Than baked by Melissa. <laughs> They're the same size. Mm, I feel like they had more, they were a little more robust. Yeah, actually. they were bigger. <laughs> they were, they had an incredible texture, those muffins, whereas baked by Melissa does not. Yeah, they're, so my job that I've recently got laid off from, there were a bunch of baked by Melissa's in the office one day and Allegedly, I don't know if this is true or not. They were sent by Justin Bieber. And I was like, really, Justin? Baked by Melissa? 
Well, I mean, he didn't choose it. His like assistant's assistant's <laughs> assistant. <laughs> the intern was like, you know, it's so cool. Baked by Melissa. <laughs> yeah. So I guess free baked by Melissa's. Maybe I would say no. But honestly, I would eat them. Can I just say that I don't like cupcakes at all? What? Yeah. I don't really even like cake that much. Sarah, please. <laughs> I don't. I like chocolate. I really do. Like I love, there are a lot of desserts I love, but cupcakes are not them. I would, I would choose like a regular chocolate chip cookie over You're a cupcake any day. You're one of these people I don't understand. Cookies, <laughs> cookies are better than cake. Cookies are better than no. cake. Incorrect. Cake is better than cookies. That's just, I don't, I don't even. I think that that's where I am at. <laughs> well, this is your show, so I'm going to go with that, <laughs> but I'm just going to be on the record as. I yeah. think, yeah, I mean, it's a real binary. You're either a cookie or a cake. I was, and I was raised in a cookie house. My dad actually posted on Facebook saying, serious question. I think that's what he, how he phrased it. Serious question, which is better, cookie or cake? And I wrote, cookies, ob. And my dad was like, you really are my daughter. Aww. It was well, cute. That's sweet. It really was. Sweet as a cookie. Yeah. <sighs> God, you really got me with that one. I can't come back from that. Um, yeah, I love cake. I love uh, the birthday association with cake. Um, it feels more celebratory to me than a cookie. Don't get me wrong. I love cookies. But Especially a cookie is free. more like an everyday treat. Mm. I mean... And yes, people always say like there's a good chance it's not going to be good cake, but the very best cake is better. Maybe I just don't eat enough cake. good cake. I Maybe don't I do. don't know enough about cake. <laughs> you don't. You know, I would say in general I'm a savory person. Mm -hmm. So maybe I don't seek out cake enough. Yeah. Oh, and we were talking last night. This is. A bit of a tangent, but I would like to pose a question to the listener. What is the most elegant fruit? <laughs> we were uh -oh. at a restaurant and the Wi-Fi password was elegant mango 787. I think that a mango is an elegant fruit. But I didn't at first. Oh, you changed your mind. Well, I was thinking about it and I think I'm right when I said that a mango is elegant in the same way that Isabella Rossellini is elegant. And a banana is elegant like Nicole Kidman is elegant. I mean, Nicole Kidman is a banana. <sighs> she, I mean, she is. I think you're actually super right about that. Uh, I mean, it's a, it's, it's a great question, okay. I think. And I still don't have the answer. Yeah. Um, Let's yeah. take a poll to the listener, what's the most elegant fruit? And uh, let me know. So. Something else happened in the restaurant. Oh, yeah. Speaking of A health, medical emergency. This woman, like, got hobbled to the bathroom by one of her friends or her husband. And then she came out. And then these paramedics came in. And then she barfed into a bag for a while. <laughs> And then she got wheeled out on a wheelchair. Question. Were they charged for dinner? I mean, yeah. 
You think so? Yeah. I was thinking about this. If you have a restaurant and someone has to go to the hospital after eating your food, do you charge them? I would say no. I Yeah, I would say no. But if I were the person having the medical emergency, I feel like I would offer to pay. If you weren't in a coma. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. That happened at a place that I worked when I wasn't there. I'll have to get the scoop on whether or not they paid. Um, but anyway, any other thoughts about yoga or Sky Ting? What would you say to people who were thinking about going? I would say um, it's a great place to go if you don't think you're good at yoga, but you'd like to be better. And if you want to feel like you're at a spa for an hour. Yeah, it if does you, have that yeah. spa vibe. If you like soothing colors and sounds and... Stylish. Yeah, and, and oh, they have great fizzy water. I highly recommend their seltzer. Um, you can put a card on file. You don't even have to take out your wallet. <laughs> it's one of my favorite parts of it. Um, yeah, I, I, think it's, I think it's a very beautiful environment that's very welcoming. Yeah, and there's something to that, too, because I think I've talked about it in terms of, like, personal training being expensive, and, like, that's a reason why you would tell yourself not to do it or any of these classes that are expensive. I feel like there's got to be a mental shift at some point where you're, like, if I'm doing something that's, like, directly benefiting my physical and emotional well-being, like it's worth the little bit of extra money. Absolutely. Like, I mean, I think that's the most important thing you do with your money is take care of yourself and right. make yourself happy. That's why you have it. Yeah. So some thoughts on capitalism. Yeah. Use it for your own benefit to get very strong and then smash it later. And we'll all do free yoga together in some sort of a commune. Someday. Created. Heaven. Free buffalo chicken pizza for everyone. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, thanks for having me back to your home and taking me to beautiful yoga and all the coolest restaurants downtown. Thanks. And listener. Hello. Thank you for listening. And... Um, thanks as always to Bill Wadman. He's a big help in every aspect, especially this. And I love you. Bye-bye. <laughs> I love you. Bye-bye. <laughs>